everyone and welcome to Popcorn Hangover. This is episode 23. Yes. I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm John. And today we will be discussing the newest Disney remake Mulan as seen on Disney Plus. Yes. Or what did they call it? It's like Disney Premier Access. Or Premium something. Access. Yeah. Yeah. How much was that? It was $30 on top of a Disney Plus subscription for a movie that's going to be free in November on it's... Disney Plus. Let me just tell you. If you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out whether you should buy it or not, I do not recommend. Dang, you stole my thunder because I was going to ask that as a question later, but uh, okay. Well, well, should I? Should we cut that out then and wait till the end? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Okay. So maybe at the end of this podcast, by the end of this podcast, we'll decide if it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But before we get into that. Uh, what have you been doing this week? I don't know. Working. Have you been watching anything? The boys. Yeah, so we're both through episode four. Did you finish episode four? No, I am halfway through it. Oh, what a weird, what a weird episode to like stop halfway through. Well, I get it. I was watching my lunch break and I just couldn't finish it. I had to get back to work. Yeah, I'm four episodes through the boys i'm waiting on a couple shows to start releasing soon but really enjoying that so far i just started reading the book dune because of the upcoming movie dune it's very good so far but very dense dense (laughs) and dense yeah but i guess if we don't have anything super interesting that we were doing let's get into yeah our lives are not interesting no, but there is a lot of movie news this week, which is good to <laughs> talk about. More interesting. Yeah. So let's get right into that then. So I don't really have any particular order I want to do this in. So let's go with the quick stuff first. Wonder Woman was pushed back from October to Christmas Day. I'm pissed about that. So I was. So it's also a Warner Brothers movie. And the theory is that they want to give Tenet more time to make money because it hasn't obviously made tons so far i think they're just about to recoup their production budget which means they need to make about another 200 for them to break even so the the theory is that because movie attendance has not been fantastic i know but i just really was excited for wonder woman i've been waiting we've been waiting for this movie for so long yeah i it's a thing that uh, these studios are going to be doing this rebalancing stuff it this i mean it could get moved up again so in the same announcement how Wonder Woman got pushed back, Dune got pushed up a week. So now it's coming out December 18th, I think. It's weird. It's pushing up a movie that's like still two months out or three months out is weird. And then what's but... that other, what's the other movie that was in October? That was it. That was the big October No, Wonder release. Woman, what was, oh, Black Widow. Black, Black Widow's Widow? in November. It's okay. November 6th, I believe. If that gets pushed back... I will ride That it. movie's been pushed back three times already. I mean, what's interesting to see is there are people speculating that Disney might do the same thing they did with Mulan with Black Widow. But, no, no, that they would do both. That oh, they would okay. Because, I don't want to see it in theaters. So, the two biggest, I think it's like 40% of all theater revenue in America comes from L.A. and New York. 
and neither of those places have theaters open right now. Mm-hmm. So there is this, there are people saying that Disney is going to be creative with that movie, but that's a conversation for another day because they haven't announced anything yet. But yeah. um, I guess now in the stuff that's a little bit more talking, so I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but a new trailer came out for a Netflix movie that's coming out, I think next month. The Trial of the Chicago 7. I forget what it's about. But... No, I've never, I didn't even know what that... This is news to me. Oh, sorry. It's by Aaron Sorkin, who's made a ton of stuff, including The West Wing and Moneyball and a bunch of stuff. But it's on Twitter. I think we tweeted it out. Netflix tweeted it out. Looks pretty good. It's got Sasha Baron Cohen and, like, another... It's a pretty big cast, but it's a, a courtroom drama that looks pretty good. The other major news that came out today is... Jonathan Majors, who is a rising acting kind of star that kind of fits the Marvel blueprint of, like, actor on an upward trend. He just got cast in Ant-Man 3. He has been in a lot of stuff recently, but the big thing that I haven't seen it yet, but Lovecraft Country on HBO, which apparently is a really, really good show. Um, And he's rumored to be playing Kang the Conqueror, who's like a Fantastic Four villain. And he's like this time-traveling, dimension-traveling villain who seems pretty cool. So it seems like Marvel's going to get weird with Ant-Man 3. And... Ant-Man was already weird. You'd think they're, they're like... <laughs> yeah, but so Kang is like the grandson of Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And he like takes over the Iron Man mantle for a while. And like, it, it's like a... It's a very... He also is like the ruler of ancient Egypt for a bit. Like, he does some weird stuff. What the hell? So Ant-Man might be like super weird which cool i mean marvel's gonna have to change a bit so that was cool today but the really big news from the week was dune's first full trailer came out at the end of last week which full trailer what trailer is four minutes long a full trailer that's a feature-length trailer is that really how long trailers are yeah anything short anything under two minutes is a teaser technically Mm. so a teaser trailer and a, a feature trailer Long story short, the trailer for Dune came out. Uh, a lot of people seem to like it in replies to us on social media, but also a lot of people seem to think that it's boring and, you know, it's kind of all over the place. But that movie is, like, the most anticipated but also controversial movie the rest of the year, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty interesting week of news. Like, <laughs> but it's weird because... With the pushback of Wonder Woman, there's not really any major releases in October. Yeah, and we just re-upped our stubs, yeah. We upped our stubs because we're like, okay, yeah, we're going to go to Wonder Woman and then we'll go to Black Widow. And now we're not, we're going to pay. Well, November still has Black Widow, Soul, and there's a third movie that's coming out in November that looked good. Yeah, but October we waste. Yeah, so looks like we're back to, we'll be back to streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed the past three weeks of new movies, but I think after this week we'll be back to some, you know, older movies. Yeah, I think we're going to get back to stuff that's pretty accessible on streaming. So, yeah. Because so, I'm sure some people haven't been able to see what we've been doing lately, too. So that's a win and a loss at the same time. <laughs> but wait, I forgot. We do have one more piece of news. So the Academy announced that Starting in the 2024 Oscars, there are going to be new requirements that a film must meet. They outlined four requirements. A film has to meet two of them in order to be eligible for Best Picture. 
I'm not going to go through each one because they all kind of go through the same premise, but they all revolve around increasing diversity and representation, both on screen and in the entire production process of a film. And I've heard a couple people talk about this already. They are pretty easy to meet, and it would be kind of shocking if most movies don't well, that's what they said. Meet it's like basically not going to change much. Correct. It's just, I think it's more, I like the Academy Awards, but I think it's kind of a stunt, not a, I don't know, I just feel like it's a publicity thing that they're just yeah. telling me like, yeah, it's, you know, they're like, this starts now, like inclusion starts now. Yeah. It's kind of like, you're doing the bare minimum that most, most movies mm-hmm. that they, most movies that are in the, like, that are nominated meet those requirements. I mean, so I just feel like they should do more. What they should be doing more is to include women um, directors and other things like mm-hmm. that, and then also like foreign films and oh, minority sure. mi- full minority casts, like or in well, women. I mean, it's just annoying. the the bigger thing in terms of my perspective is that if the Academy wants to truly push for more diversity and representation, both from a gender perspective, race perspective, sexual orientation, like all of this. They really need to start including that in their voting base because True. the academy is, I mean, to summarize very bluntly, they're old and they're white, and yeah. I don't think like there are members of the academy that are younger and who are of color, but it's it's the exception and not the rule. I mean, they should be looking to diversify that because wonderful films come from all over the place, but there are there are films that you can almost point to every year and say the Academy is not going to give them anything because it doesn't fit their demographic. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing like the traditions of yeah the of how the Academy does things like has snubbed people and has also just great films have just gone out of the rug because it's like oh well we yeah. love things like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it's romanticizing Hollywood. Yeah, which that movie was fine, but like. The fact that that was in contention for Best Picture, it, it shouldn't be. Movies that appeal to the good old days when the people in the Academy were actually making and starring in movies, those aren't the things that we should be... And, awarding. It, yeah. Yeah, we need to be awarding like things that are doing, you know, yeah, having and, commentary and, not, and doing things that are different. Not that you can't make a movie that is a period piece based on some past time and have it be really good and be worthy of recognition, but... It almost seems like these movies... I mean, another one, The Post, was loved by the Academy. That movie was not a great Mm -hmm. movie. And it was more so like, oh, I remember that. And, like, that's that kind of stuff is what hurts cinema. Because, I mean, remember last year with the Oscars, which there was some... There was, like, rumors that Parasite wouldn't win Best Picture because it wasn't an American-made film. Yeah. And that's not how this should be. It should just be, if you make the best film... And in whatever category, you should get a fair shake. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're made by, you know, all that stuff. So it's a good it's a good first step if in premise only, but I really hope the Academy starts to diversify all aspects of this process because I do like the Academy Awards. But that's news. So why don't we transition to a movie that I think Anna's been dreading talking about? I just I don't have much to say, I guess. I guess I'll get into that in a second. But I guess the the why, obviously, it's new. 
Mm-hmm. It was highly anticipated. I don't know if highly anticipated is the word. More so, like, it was shoved down our throats yeah, for a this year. Is, this is one of, and COVID played a large part in this, but this is one of the most marketed films I can think of. Yes. I mean, like, I think Lion King, they definitely were trying harder even with that one. But I just feel like for so long, and I agree, COVID really did... Um, attribute this yeah, because, because it was supposed to come out and then they just kept playing so commercials it was, for it. It was supposed to come out March 9th. It got pushed back two weeks unrelated to COVID to March 27th. And or I guess three weeks technically. Whatever. Timing doesn't really matter on this. But we sit here in September and we had an extra six months of marketing and there was a lot of, because it was supposed to come out in July when theaters were originally going to reopen, then it was supposed to come out in August. And then when they realized they couldn't do LA and New York, that's when they pushed it to Disney plus to Disney plus. So this is a movie that, I mean, they never, I, I would love to know what Disney spent on marketing this movie. I, I also do. This is now the second movie. This was not intentional, but the second movie live action film that they released on Disney plus. Because Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yeah, Lady and the Tramp. Which I never even saw. I have no interest. No, but Lady and the Tramp was always meant to be a streaming movie. I know. Movie. This I mean, was like, meant to be a... I could see this, know. them continuing to do this with... I mean, I don't know. Because of how much money they make from this. I'm also one of those people that I truly do believe that all this is, every single time they make one of those movies, is it just a money grab? Yes. I mean, it... it you know, it was cool when they started doing it with, like, Cinderella... And, you know, a couple things, but then it's just gotten to the point where it's like, so I'm sure we'll talk more about this later on, but I've kind of come to a consensus on these remakes. The more I think about them, I think for some of your, your older properties, like your 1920s, 1930s, Disney animated movies, I think that a live action movie can go over well and can be something that, well, cause I, I agree with you. I think too, it's one of those things like those aren't as they are beloved but like by their key demographic but, the people they're trying to bring into the movies you don't want to see a mulan redone like well i'd so, want to see like a a sword in the so, stone well so so let me finish that thought so i think that these things where they were released 70 80 years ago i think those should be your remake candidates even though dumbo like flopped but dumbo's a weird movie to begin with for your 1990s disney renaissance animation movies i don't It's not that I don't feel they should be remade because there's always an argument that you can tell the story and we'll get into that with this movie on what this was trying to do. But if you think about your core audience, we're in our 20s and we saw these movies when we were younger. This doesn't expose that many new people to the the story. And the whole thing is that it's like they're not trying to get new children because this, this isn't supposed to be a kid's movie. They're trying to get people that are our age to watch these movies and uh, reimagine them. But that's the problem is if it's, you know, I think that's why Cinderella worked because it is a classic, but then the same thing with like things like, I mean, these aren't exactly the same, but Maleficent and stuff like that, where they're not like the most beloved. They're like, they're historically, you know, Mm -hmm. classic Disney movies, but they're, yeah, they're not the Renaissance ones where like, those are the most like for our age group all we care about yeah and like, I, they did like those not so known like yeah like the sword and the stone um i mean i loved i loved and i don't know if you ever saw it or how you feel but 
the live action Jungle Book that John Favreau made, I really enjoyed. And the original Jungle Book is not something that I like have any nostalgia for. See, I never saw it because I didn't really care about the Jungle Book. But it's it's really good, and it's funny that the same guy made it that made Lion King because all the complaints about the animals in Lion King like don't exist in the Jungle Book. Like they were, an- their faces were animated, and they had like yeah, you know, passion and stuff. I I think that these live action remakes, like I think there's a way for them to work. It's not that I'm not sitting here and being like, get off my lawn. You don't need to remake these movies. It's just that it seems like they're 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 doing these all at once, and I don't think anyone's asking for them. Yes, it's also I think the problem is I mean, what well, we can talk more, but I just to sum it up before the synopsis is that the more they do it, you know, you get excited when you hear it. Like I heard, you know, yeah. like when we heard about Hercules getting remade, I'm like, I'm kind of excited. But then you watch it, and at the end, you're just kind of like, what was the like, it's just so underwhelming. It's it, it's underwhelming yeah. for the amount of marketing and things that just shove down your throat. And then you're kind of like, meh, you know? Yeah, and I have a question I'm going to hold on to that I think is is a really good way to talk about this thing. But I'm going to wait till, you know, we get into our movie yes. discussion. But let's talk about the synopsis. Yes. So the synopsis on this movie is actually really interesting. Um, for one, obviously, it's a remake of... Mulan. Let's get that out of Disney's Mulan. Uh, but the synopsis is to save her ailing father from serving in the Imperial Army, a fearless young woman disguises herself as a man to battle northern invaders in China. Now, as I said, it's a remake of the 1998 animated film of the same name and of the legend of Hua Mulan, which is a very old Chinese fairy tale, legend, whatever you really want to call it, because it's kind of both. Now, this movie was made to be a more accurate representation of this traditional Chinese myth. As we've said with other Disney movies, when Disney takes a story, they kind of Disneyfy it. They take it from something that's in public domain where anyone can make a movie out of it, and they make it into Disney. So, funny enough, someone could make a Mulan movie off the myth. Disney doesn't own the rights to Mulan. It's just that people identify it. Same with thing with, like, The yeah, Little with, Mermaid and, and Beauty Her- and the Beast. And, and Hercules been... and, um, you know, a, a bunch of different stuff. We've seen, it, they don't typically work out well. Tarzan, like, yeah, they all... Mo- Mowgli is the Jungle Book. Like, you know, we associate with the Disney things. But the movie had a production budget of $200 million. It has a really big-name cast, but unfortunately... I don't want to butcher anyone's names because a lot of them are um, actual chi- actual Chinese actors, and I'm terrible with pronunciation. I don't want to do anyone offense. So, uh, as I, it has a production budget of two hundred million dollars and was directed by Nikki Caro. With that budget, it's the most expensive movie ever directed by a woman. Wow. Uh, we don't really have box office totals because COVID. Disney has said they're not going to release the the um, revenue from Disney Plus until their next earnings report, which I believe is at the end of October. So we're not going to have any idea how this is done wow. at all, unless they surprise us and say, like, 27 million people have watched Milan or however they're going to do that. It has a very mixed bag in terms of reviews. It has 75% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. They praise the, like, adherence to the legend, the action, 
and there was something else I don't remember off the top of my head, but it has a 51% audience score, and there are a lot of reviews so far. Not surprised with the audience score, because there are people who are like, when this came out that they were doing Mulan, and that there was no music, and that there was yeah. no Mushu, and no, like, you know, all these beloved characters, people had a freaking field day. Freaked out. Yes. And I... And I'm, if you know, if you guys remember the Disney or Disney animated movie series, Mulan's in my top five yeah. of all time Disney movies. And so at first I was like upset, but then it's kind of like, okay, you can always go watch the freaking animated. You don't yeah. need, and that was my biggest issue with, uh, with Lion King a bit was that they barely changed anything. And it's kind of like, why do I want to watch a shot for shot remake with fake, with fake ass animals yeah so i think that's i think that's a great place to start so what makes this what makes this different from other disney remakes this is not a shot for shot remake oh absolutely not this is i won't say it's almost a different movie because it's the same skeleton yeah and they they do like make some they make some uh what's it called they make some reference yes thank you they reference some of the original like conversations and comedic aspects Wait, a original bit? is in the animated version. Yeah, sorry. Okay. When I say the original movie, I'm th- saying the animated version. Um, if I'm talking about the legend, I'll say the legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for everyone's references. But Not that we're super well-versed in the legend. No, we're not well-versed in the legend. But I think it does make some, like, yeah, it alludes to the original, which I guess, like, makes sense. You know, you want that. But other than that, it's, like, very, basically the only thing that's the same is that there's an emperor. She's in the Imperial Army, and her name is Fa Mulan. Isn't it Wa Mulan? Or is it Fa or Wa? I thought it was H-U-A. Wa. Sorry. Okay, fine. Hua Mulan. I thought it was like Fa Mulan in the animated one. Yeah, I saw it typed both ways, but they say Wa more. Fa Mulan. Whatever. It's, okay. Sorry, not whatever. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not going to look this up. I could. But um, one thing I did like that they did is while they don't use the music, if you do listen, they do have... Like, when you do have your orchestral... They do some... Hua or fa. You could say oh, it's, it's both? Yeah. Okay. So, like I was saying, what I do enjoy that they do is... When they do use music in this movie, is that it is... If you listen, there are orchestral versions of... I didn't hear I'll Make a Man Out of You, but I did hear... They No, they do it when they're training. There's, like, hints of... Like, yeah. like, not, like, you know word not um beat for beat but yeah yeah um which i i like that another thing i really liked about this movie also spoilers not that we can really spoil bulan but in case anyone was wondering um i like that they got rid of a love interest and that it was it was only about yeah, her no it's i really enjoyed that about, i mean that's that is one of like the biggest critiques of like the Ridge of the animated one is that she's such a badass and you're like gonna taint it yeah. with this love interest and that's why the second one sucked because it's all about them and you're like I don't care about the two of you I just care about Mulan while we're on the topic of uh, love interests Anna found something out yesterday that she could not believe and still I don't think believes me and that is that Donny Osmond does not voice a character in the original he only sings songs and that his character is actually voiced by B.D. Wong. Oh, I just guess I didn't really think about it. (laughs) 
Sorry, I just had to uh, mention that right now. So, I mean, I kind of want to talk... Let's talk first, like, things we liked. Because there were a few things I did like in this before we... Yeah. I'm sure you more rip into this. Well, okay, I'm not going to rip into it. It's just I have... Yeah, I... It's how I feel about every... It's not just Mulan. I feel about this way with every remake. I watch mm -hmm. it, I'm excited for it, and then I leave just dejected. Dejected, Being like, well, what was the point? of all this. I don't have any kind of great feelings towards it. Yes. I, if I'm going to talk about the things I liked about this, I think honestly this is probably one of the, their better remakes. Although, it lacked yeah. a lot of substance. So, it was very dry. I think that this, in terms of, in terms of a movie, was one of their better live remakes. There, There's less holes in this. I think the action is really good. Yeah. The, especially there's that her final fight scene when she's jumping on like that Mm -hmm. scaffolding and stuff it's really good and her scene her fight scene too with the witch i like the witch i did like the witch too the witch was cool um and i do think what they do they do well they do well as the critics have said is is the handling of this story this legend Mm -hmm. and the you know the girl power like strength of Mulan like yes. you 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 see her like they just are so big about the you know the three pillars mm-hmm. um brave loyal and true and then the toll it takes on her of lying and deceiving um especially how that will bring shame upon her family yes. and upon China and the fact that to like her strength is in her being her full self, like is and it, mm-hmm. and it's very clear. That is a very clear theme. It is empowering. It's interesting too that she gets that message not only from her regiment, but she and from her her parents, but also from the witch. Like she gets it at all time. Like the witch told her, like yeah. you'll you'll die like lying. Your, your deception I, makes you weak. Yes, that like it, it hinders your your strength. But and but in the end, the witch. The witch changes sides because she sees that there's a like she's like a woman. Well, the witch sees that Mulan and her are very similar. Yeah, like spirits. Well, she's she leads Mulan there, John. Yes. it's all she's not evil. Well, she, she she. I mean, she is, but no, she took the bad path because everyone saw her as a witch that she couldn't live if she didn't do that. And then in uh, the end, yeah. she leads Mulan to him and like allows and, like. Because she's like she's a strong woman, and mm-hmm. she's like she did she's done what I couldn't do. So the witch is cool. Anna has the benefit that she watched it. So I watched it yesterday. We and, both watched it yesterday, but she fell asleep halfway yeah, through. If that tells you anything, too, it was kind of boring the first week, the beginning so of it. So she watched it again halfway through again today. So she has the benefit of it being fresher in her mind. The first half, that is my big, the first half was quite boring. Some of my favorite parts of the animated version are the training camp stuff. That is boring as hell in this movie. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Until she, until she goes up the mountain with the two things and then like they go, okay, we're going to go. The regiment's got to go. And he tells, and then like the guy tells her, um, her captain tells or whatever, what's his name? Not captain commander the commander says he's going to like when she tries to tell him and like there's a lot of drama there yeah but other than that they're boring and so one of the things i wrote down from the beginning of this movie is this movie is so gray 
it was like no color for a lot of this movie. Well, they use red, it, like red is like the predominant, oh, yeah. which it was in the animated as well, but it's also China. Like, re- yeah, red is power. Yes. But I, I don't know. I think too, like the beginning, the emotion was there in the end. I didn't see, feel the emotion as much in the beginning. Like you do in the animated um, there was emotion out of her father in the beginning. Oh, I, really, I think her and her father. Her father, I, I mean, one of my favorite things from from the original, or from the animated Mulan, is that when her father is going to prepare to go and fight, is that you do see when he's, like, posing with his sword and stuff, that, like, he once was this great warrior. He just is old now. And you did get that in the live one, too, is that he is, like, a man of great pride and that he had a history as this great warrior. And, I mean, you even see it that in her regiment, I believe the commander yeah, fought he, along- he fought alongside her father, which might be the same in the animated. I don't remember, honestly. And you can tell that, you know, in in him is this warrior, but he's, he's old now and he can't. And I thought that that was a really good casting and just... There, you could see that dynamic between Yeah, the dynamic between, between them. them was great. He was not even on screen that often, but he stole the show whatever he was. Yeah. Like, at the end when she says, like, she lost the sword and he's like, the most important thing is my daughter. And yeah. I didn't see you were here the whole time, but I'm just seeing you now. I was like, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I, re- I really I really liked that part of it. So from the beginning, but you're right. The the beginning part of this movie, I mean, that training sequence, even if you don't do the music, you can have a cool training sequence. I think that's plenty of movies do. I think that's the thing is because this film is absolutely zero. There are, there's only a few times that they have like a laugh, something you can laugh about. Oh my God. This movie is so So serious. serious. And sometimes I think it it hinders it a bit because it takes itself too seriously that, Mulan, those parts, like, there's very serious parts of Mulan animated film, but then the training camp is probably the funniest parts. And it's not that funny. What? And I'm saying it's no, the no, funniest no, part. About, no, not... the, no, I'm talking about the animated oh, film. Oh, the, sorry. So in the animated film, in this one, it's just, they, I think sometimes they do take themselves too seriously. And I know they're trying to show reverence towards the the original legend, but, like, I also think that you can still have some kind of, you know, lightheartedness in this film. Well, and it get, it gets back to the question we asked earlier. Who is this movie for? Yeah. there. I feel like there's three parties that this movie is stuck between and it can't choose. This movie is either for kids, which you can't, which you can't say it was. It's for people our age who grew up with Mulan, which I don't fully know that it is. Or it's for people who want that traditional representation of the Chinese myth. And unfortunately, it doesn't fully commit to any one party, which really hurts it. Yeah. I think that if this movie, if this movie would have been a badass telling of the original Chinese legend and not really marketed even as a Disney film, I think it would have been way better. But that's the thing is like, you're right they just don't go full in on anything because it really you watch this and there's so much stuff that happens and i really didn't feel like there's much substance there there's not much and the thing is that so this movie this movie it says it's an hour and 50 minutes i don't believe that this movie is short like it this movie flies by and 
it feels like it doesn't let anything breathe. No. That's what I'm saying is, like, there's Mulan, the character Mulan in general, and what she stands for and how all she wanted to do was save her father and then turned into this great warrior and became, you know, the most loyal to her country and to her family. It, I don't know, there were parts, yes, they, like, they got that, but I don't feel like they really went below the surface of what that was and, like... Yeah. That's things, yeah, if they really committed, like, they would talk more about, like, the dishonor and, like, you know, the consequences of yeah. her... And, and have, like, have more of those themes that, like, a myth inspires that kind of get... Not that yeah. they gloss over in the animated, but that like, they don't there was harp nothing, on. like, special... I didn't feel like... I mean, at the end, there were times, like, I felt like, ooh, like, yeah, like, that's great, but yeah. I didn't feel like, drawn to much of anything as, like, much as I wanted to. Like, I really wanted to. I did really, I was ex- I was excited for this. Yeah. I really wanted to like it more than I did. And I'm not saying I didn't like it. I just think I'm, like, a little disappointed in it. And that's how I felt about every single live-action remake that they've done. It's, like, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not amazing. But I'm just also just disappointed. Well, it, it's crazy. Like taking a step back they're objectively well-made movies that have big budgets behind them they have talented actors they have talented directors and all of them it just feels like a little something's missing yeah you you don't know what it is but a little something is missing that the animated one had here is the other thing i felt like i would have liked this movie more if they were just speaking in Chinese, Mandarin, Chinese. And you had subtitles? And subtitles. I honestly, there were times there's some, the Emperor? That was dubbed. It was dubbed over. It was dubbed. Okay. Because I was like, he is not speaking English. Yeah, he, the Emperor, his mouth would move and you're like, the audio's not synced up. And the audio's synced up with every other person in this movie. Says the Emperor and like one other person, the, the, the bad guy. No, he was, he was normal. Okay, there was someone else that was mostly the Emperor, but there was someone else where I was like, they're not speaking English. And, it probably we could probably do the two seconds of research and see that he was actually speaking Chinese, but you know it it was so jarring when everyone else is speaking English. It's perfectly synced up to have that. It's like, I mean, drawing a comparison to like anime. Anime is always like you either like subbed or dubbed. You don't, but you never have both. You never have English speaking for one character and subtitles yeah. for another. I just like at one at some point I was kind of like. It Honestly. took me out of it. It took me out of it in that end scene because I forgot about it from the beginning of the movie, and then he talks, and I was like, "Well, I mean, like more so, it's just you're kind of watching it, and you know, the the whole point was to make this like super accurate, and obviously, like we watch things where like people are like Germans are talking in English and like things like that, but yeah. I feel like for this, it was even like more so, like it was more um, noticeable, noticeable in of the in. The fact that it was just, like, everything was so, like, they were trying so hard to be, like, yeah. traditional that I was kind of like, I'd rather just watch this with subtitles. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean... Like, dr- they're all, like, they're all saying their names, like, Hua Mulan and, yeah. like, Ha, ha Jun and, like, all this stuff. And then they'd be, like, talking and, like, sir, the honor. And I'm like, yeah. ah, I just feel like you should be speaking well, a different language. You know, it's, it's the thing that a movie that we mentioned in passing earlier, we watched Parasite last year the entire way through, and... I mean, I've watched other stuff with subtitles. You don't even notice that you're watching something with subtitles. Yeah. 
it's even it's more jarring if you watch something that's dubbed. One time, my sister and I were gonna watch oh, Life Is Beautiful. It was dubbed. on cable, and I was like, "Oh, Jackie, let's watch it." And then we go, and they had like English speakers yeah. talking over them, and I was like, "I absolutely cannot watch this. I need to watch it with subtitles." So the the Netflix show that I've been watching on and off, Dark, that's like it's like a more adult Stranger Things. It's a German show, but they they put English over it. I hate it, <laughs> and and it's why I watch an episode and then I take a break for three weeks. I'm like, wow, that's exhausting. <laughs> And it is so exhausting. It just hurts your brain. Yeah, because it's it's the uncanny valley effect where it's like, I, I'm looking at this and it's not... It's just distracting. It's not right. Like, it's more... Like, I think that subtitles are really not that distracting. No. It's distracting to see someone's mouth moving and it just does not sync up. It's the yeah. most annoying thing. I You know, I didn't even think about that, but with, with a cast that was all Chinese and, I mean, there are people who have transitioned to American films like Donnie Yen in this, but... Well, and the witch, the witch, she's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's she is. familiar. I don't know, I don't who, know who she, she is. is though. She's a good actress. Most, well, of, I, I mean, well, she actually, was my favorite character. Like, let's let's talk about this. Did you like the cast in Mulan? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought she was good. I, she's a nobody, right? Uh, she, in, not in China. Oh, okay. I think she's a decent name in China. Got it. I think it's something Lu. I could be wrong. Yeah, Lu Yifei. Oh yeah, what is she in? I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, that was Jet Li, the emperor. Yes, yes, yes. So Jet Li does not speak English. I'm 99% sure. Also, Bori Khan looked exactly like the Hun from the animated, and I loved it. Yeah, he did. Uncanny. When he would, like, jump from things, I would just, like, see the guy. Well, and that's that's the thing. There There were aspects of this movie that literally, if you were to ask me to imagine... Or to dream in my head and say, mm-hmm. "What does this look like in live action?" They nailed it, and and he was he was the part, like he was the one character where I was like, "Yeah, oh my god, oh, he, he just came right off of the." Uh, maybe she isn't. Maybe I think she she looks like someone else because that is not what I thought she looked like without the makeup. The witch. Yeah. Yeah, she does look a little different. I have no clue who she was now. I've I. Must be thinking of someone else. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. I mean, what is what is um nice? Right. I mean, nice, not nice, but we are going to be getting another major Asian cast movie within the next year. The next, the next, one of the next big Marvel movies is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and that's almost an entire. Uh, I like it's Chinese and Korean cast that. Is like a lot of these big names that we don't know, but they're they're big names. Yeah, there. I mean, I guess it's great to see, you know, these awesome actors and actresses that you know we wouldn't. They're so big in another country, and you don't get to yeah. see them, and then you get to watch stuff like this that well, and and that brings them to like brings them to our screens. That's one of the reasons why I do feel bad about this movie getting relegated to Disney Plus in America is that. This movie, even though we might not love it for how it plays off of the animated version, for a lot of people, this is a very momentous movie where a Western-produced movie is going to have such a big Chinese cast and exposure for the world. And my fear is that things like this aren't going to get made as much because it might not... I mean, I hope that Disney is smart enough to not look at this and say, oh, it didn't perform... And not take into effect COVID, which they, I'm they sure have they to be. Will. But I would like to see cast more because there are fantastic actors everywhere. I do believe if this was like if COVID didn't happen 
and if you compared probably what like this box office would have been compared to other of the remakes, I think this one would have done pretty well and be- better than the, better better than Aladdin, Aladdin for sure. Which Aladdin just cleared a billion dollars. The Lion King I think made one point five, but this movie easily would have made a billion dollars because of China alone. Yeah. I do think they did a good job. I just, so I'm just going to get it, into yeah, the it's things. Just... The things I, the thing I didn't, I guess I really was heated last night after we ended, but I think that's too because I fell asleep during like the major parts. Like I felt yeah. better once I watched it again. Because if you would have asked me to record this last night, I would have been <laughs> screaming at this microphone. <laughs> I was just very annoyed about, so I have no problem with them not including the music. But sometimes I did feel like there were things where you're, like, waiting for someone to sing, that they made it, like... You did have a problem with something with the music last night, though. Do you remember what it was? The fact that they paid Christina Aguilera? Is that it? I will go into... I think it is bullshit. Okay, you don't want to have this this, the songs. I get to make... It's a serious movie. I agree. But then... So, number one, they pay... Christina Aguilera to make this new song Brave, Loyal, and True. It's a jam. I like it. But then they pay Christina Aguilera again to sing Reflection at the end of the movie after Brave, Loyal, and True. Like, they paid her to make another version of that song. Why? Ep- why? I agree. And Leia Solanga should have sang it. If it's anybody, it's not Christina Aguilera. <laughs> I And they, they've done this like they did this with Celine Dion. They made that... Um, how does a moment last forever um, for Beauty and the Beast? Because yeah. she sang the original um, Beauty and the Beast. So I think that that is really great of them. They've added a bunch of songs, you know, like, uh, what's it called? The Beyonce one. Oh, I hated that. Okay, that was annoying because it wasn't really even in the movie. I wanted her to sing Nala. And then, you know, they added a song in Aladdin. They've added songs yeah. in all of them. They, yeah, they've added, I'm so. I mean, like, Cinderella didn't really, didn't have the songs. There was no bippity-boppity-boo in Cinderella in the new remake, but they just kept playing, like, the, the themes over yeah. and over again. But I was just so angry about <laughs> that because I'm like, they spent all this money to not even include it. Just, like, do the brave, loyal, and true, whatever. And Reflection was, like, constantly playing throughout the film, and it was, like, just mm-hmm. a lot. And so it just made you just kept, you kept remembering that you're not going to hear them sing. And so I just think it was kind of like, just take it all out. Just take it all out. Give me a couple little themes. Don't tease me. <laughs> but I think, too, because it's because Mulan has some of the best Disney songs. Like, it's not like Cinderella not having Bippity Boppity Boo and like When You Wish Upon a Star, like all that stuff. Those Yes, like, everyone knows those songs, but they're not, like, everyone's favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I think A Man Out of You is on everybody's top five Disney songs. At least top ten. Yeah. And Reflection. It's not on mine, but okay. But for every girl, yeah. every little girl has looked in water, pretending that they can see themselves, and saying, why does my reflection <laughs> not match? I don't even know. I can't sing. I'll sing it later. No, you're not going to sing. Who no. is that girl I see? Staring straight back at me. Okay, so just a peek behind the curtain. Anytime Anna sings like that, I have to mess with the audio so much because it sounds weird in the, when I merge the tracks at the end. Why is my reflection someone 
So when I get mad at Anna singing, it's because it's work. It's <laughs> it's work from me. I I'm gonna mute the microphone. Who I am. Okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. Um, okay, so let's go to what's the, what's the next gripe on your list? Because music was one of them. Music was a big one. My other thing was just like it was just like too serious, and there was not enough substance. Like I just wanted, I don't know what it was missing, but you felt like something was missing. Yes. So can I get? I said I was gonna save a question for later, yeah. but it's not like a big question. But I think this is a great place because we're talking about stuff we didn't like, and maybe we've answered it before. But so with all these live action remakes. Like, they all, they all feel like they're missing something. And my question is, like, where does, like, the Disney part come from with all of these? Like, because the animated are so distinctly Disney. These don't feel like Disney things. These these feel like they could be made by any live action. Mm-hmm. Like, Warner Brothers could have made this or, yeah. or someone. Like, where would you have, like, Disneyified this movie Knowing that you want to keep it like traditional and stuff, like what would you what would you have done to make it like okay, this is a Disney version of Mulan? I don't know. That's I just, live. Like I said, I feel like they just didn't go in on one thing. Like if you would just have done, just gone for it. I also I just think like Mulan could have had like a little like I didn't feel as connected to Mulan as you do in the like I liked her. I was like, go girl power. But yeah. I just feel like there wasn't as like much. The other thing too, I, they try to make, they grow these stories. They're trying to make them uh, more sophisticated when they do this. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's a children's film and they're like an hour and a half. What was this movie rated? Was this PG? PG, I think so. I don't think there's anything bad about it. I That's a sidetrack. Okay. So... Those films, like, the original Mulan, I think, is, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Like... Yeah. The, the problem is, is they try to... They act like it's more sophisticated, but they really don't add much sophistication to it. And they just go through the motions, and it's like, you just added 30 minutes of nothing. And so I think that's also annoying. Yeah, so a, a big issue that I have, this applies to movies, it applies to video games. I'm looking up what this was rated really quick. It's really hard to find what movies are rated nowadays. Um, but a big issue that I have, like I was saying with movies and video games today is there is this belief that when you're paying for something that PG-13. Th- it was PG-13. Okay. So when you're, pa- what is this? Boring. Overrated. The tag. Oh, wow. That's funny. Overhyped. So when you, when you pay for something, there's this belief that, you know, I need to get length out of it. I need, and I think that. Disney has interpreted the saying that we can't have people paying for a theater ticket in 2020 and getting an 80-minute movie. And I don't think that's the right way that they should look at it. If you can make a Mulan live-action movie that accomplishes everything you want to accomplish and does it in an 80-minute time window, I don't think that's offensive to ask people to pay for that. It's the same thing that The Lion King. The Lion King added half an hour of... That was absolutely ridiculous. And Aladdin did the same thing. And I think that anyone walking out of those movies, even though I thought that Aladdin, or it's not Aladdin, I thought that Mulan, I thought this movie was fast. It went by really fast for me. I'm not saying it felt slow. Like, I don't, I don't think they did this better than other ones have because Aladdin, I was, the things they changed about that story made zero sense. Yeah. But so finishing my point, I think that people would think highly of, higher of these if 
Disney decided, we're not going to add this padding. We're going to tell an efficient story. And, I mean, maybe then they feel more like kids' movies because you don't have to add all this stupid stuff that a kid doesn't care about. Yeah. Not that they did that in Mulan because, as we've said, this is it's not a kid's not a kid's movie. I mean, I do just say one thing that I thought I was going to be mad about, but I didn't even notice it. I'm not saying I didn't miss Mushu, but I didn't even think about it. So, and everyone, that was what everyone's freaking out about. I did not even so care. So, with the tone of this movie, <clears throat> I'm glad they didn't have Mushu because that would have felt so out of place. Yeah. But it, I just thought I was going to be like, oh, I wish Mushu was in this. I wish, like, we got some, you know. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't find myself <laughs> wanting Mushu at all. And there were hints, there were winks and nods towards not towards Mushu himself, but acknowledging like, like that coin in the beginning with like the dragon and stuff. Like there were things. It, it's the same way how like Yago and the new Aladdin is not the same, but you know they still like give a wink and a nod here. But I think that's when you say, "What is it missing?" It's because all these movies, these Disney movies, there's always like the sidekicks, the yeah, the animal sidekicks, and when they take those out. Obviously, to make it more realistic, I get it. Like they can't, but yeah, that's what, that looks weird. But that's what feels like it's missing. I think sometimes I'm not saying it's the right thing, but I'm just saying, like in you know, that's in the Disney model, Renaissance model. That's what I included. Yeah. Well, and one of the reasons why I like the new Lion King a lot is because they still had Timon and Pumbaa, and they had Seth Rogen, and that was Timon and Pumbaa were like the only, like, yeah. the main reason why I liked. The new Lion King. So, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't think, because this is kind of my last thought on Mulan, because I don't know if you had more things no. that you weren't really happy with or not. No, I don't No, I don't want it to make it seem like I hated no, it, but it just, I just didn't, like, it It, it didn't have, everything they tried to do, they there didn't. There was no wow, there was no wow no, factor. And they tried to do too many things and didn't go in on one thing well, that it just felt like it wasn't the makings of a great movie. It's, it's just a movie. It's weird because they did. They try to do too many things, but also not enough things yes. at the same time. And it's this weird in-between area that movies really suffer in. Mm -hmm. But I don't want it to come off like you were saying that we hate it. I didn't hate it. It's just that comparatively, it's just not as good. <laughs> I, it's hard when this is the things they want to keep on doing because, you know, then they know. I mean, they know this. They're constantly going to... All you think when you think see it is how does this compare to the animated yeah. version? How does this feel? And I, in my opinion, their best remake was Beauty and the Beast because I think they had like the casting correct, same tone. They added substance to it in a good way, but I think that they've. But it's I've only seen it once. Like I don't yeah. go and say I want to watch these. And that was my my next thing is that Disney is going to continue to, I won't say struggle, because these movies make money. At the end of the day, they make no, money. No, because it's, it's, the, it's the wow factor. Yeah. Like, I have to see I have the to live see version. Yeah. But Disney is going to continue to struggle critically and with audiences on these until they make a live action that becomes the definitive version of one of their stories. I mean, I think I like the ones where they do these reimaginings of like parts like Maleficent. I love that. Yeah, but Maleficent isn't 
it's not a remake. No, it's not, but it's a reimagining of that but, character. No, no, so what what I'm what I'm trying to get at is like let's say this is gonna sound stupid. Like if they had something like an Ursula like prequel. Yeah. About that's so cool. Well, so so my thing is like let's say this. Let's say Disney makes a live action uh I don't know, Pinocchio, which they've probably done already, I don't know. Let's no, say let's say Disney makes a live action Pinocchio and the live action is like the best version of Pinocchio. Where like if you're gonna show your kids Pinocchio, that's the first one you're gonna show them. That's when Disney's going to actually hit it off with these things because these are gonna make money, mm-hmm. but they're not going to become cultural landmarks like the animated versions were. Yeah, and I don't. One, I don't know if that's ever gonna be truly possible to do. I'm I'm very optimistic about something like the sequel to Aladdin because they said they're not going to do Return of Jafar. It's going to be an original story. Mm. Like the live Aladdin 2 is going to be an original story. I don't know. You liked the live Aladdin more than I did. I really just did not care for it. I was like, meh. But, but something like that or how you were saying a prequel with Ursula or something creative, that's where these live action, they're going to take on a life of their own. Yeah. And give them a shot because... It's really hard to compete against the the Disney Renaissance films. Yes. Be, there's a reason why those m- movies saved Disney's animation department. There's a reason why that still a child who's five right now, their favorite Disney princess is The Little Mermaid or Mulan or... It's probably Elsa, honestly. I know, but they, they're still children yeah, that, yes, yeah. Uh, that love those, like that watch Hercules every mm-hmm. day. Like, you know, that's just... Yeah, yeah. The Lion King. Yeah. Well, I believe that is our full thoughts on Mulan. Yep. Uh, do you have any big questions, or do you want to get on to ratings? Let's go on to ratings. Go on to ratings. Okay. So, I'll start, because usually I have you start, but you have a deeper connection to this movie, so I'll let, you know, <laughs> you can go second. I would say this is a 65. I gave it a 62. Oh wow! I ended up a little higher than you. It's it's You're always th- higher than me. I don't think we've ever, except for Suicide Squad, we've never had a ranking where like I'm higher than you. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> well, that was Mulan. Oh wait, we didn't talk. So I did have a big question. And now that you have our ratings, maybe people can have an indication. Do you think this movie is worth buying under the current format? Uh no. I would agree with that. I don't think it's worth... I mean, we watched it with four people, and my brother's going to watch it another day. Like, I know, you know. And so that was kind of why I was like, it's fine I'm paying $30 for this, but I just don't think paying $30 for this movie when you can wait to see it in November... Yeah. It's not that... It's not that amazing. Especially because, as we said, this isn't a kid's movie, so there's very little... So I feel bad. Like, I'm sure there are children who are like, mm-hmm. Mom, Mom, I want to watch Mulan. And they watch it, and these children are going to be like, like halfway through it, be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. And you just pay $30 for your two yeah. kids to watch this. Yeah. So our recommendation is hold off till November. Yeah. Unless you, you wait. You know, unless you really, really, really want to see an action movie on Mulan. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the best way to phrase it, but yeah. Well... Should we transition to our rankings? Yes. Um, sorry, I'm exhausted from that. It's just like a lot of work for me. We talked about that movie longer than I thought we were going to. 
I have a lot, I had a lot of feelings <laughs> about Mulan, okay? Um, so this week's top five, we've already done our top five remakes with A Star is Born, but so I was trying to think of something else we could do, and the first thing that came to my mind um, is top five heroines. We haven't talked about badass girls in on this too much, so... No, we have not. I thought this would be a fun one. Surprisingly, it was harder harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, my list wasn't that hard to make, but yeah, so I... Do you have honorable mentions you want to start with, or I can start with? I don't know if you have honorable mentions at all. I don't know. I just used to be so much more sure of my top five when we first started doing this, and then now I'm always like, oh, what does that one move? Should I move that one? Okay, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. And my honorable mention is Elle Woods. Just one? Just one. Okay. I have two honorable mentions. Well, do you want to go into why Elle Woods or no? Self-explanatory. Because she's Elle Woods. Okay. And she makes every young girl want to be a lawyer at some point in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so I had two honorable mentions. I'm not going to... So when I do honorable mentions, it's not exactly they were in contention for number five. It's just that I wanted to put them on my list, but for some reason, like if they would have made it, they wouldn't necessarily been five. Cause in this case, one of my honorable mentions would have been number one, but there's, I'll get into why I couldn't do it when I get around to my number one. But my two honorable mentions are Moana and, uh, Ray from star Wars. I love both of those characters. I want more out of both of those characters. If you're listening, Disney, I tried to get, not Ray, Ray was on my short list, but I was going to try and get Jin. Jin Erso. Yeah. She was close to my list, She's too. She's badass. She's Star awesome. Star Wars, low-key, has some very good female leads. Yeah. Er, or heroines, protagonists, like, whatever you want to call them. Star Wars has, like, a very deep roster of yeah. strong female characters. So, yeah, that being said, I can start with my number five, or do you want to start with your number five? Oh, I'll go. Okay. Um, my number five is Aaron Brockovich. I do not like that movie. How can you not? I mean, I think too. If I'm gonna explain why I like who I ch- like, why I chose certain things, I think it has to do number one with the character itself, mm-hmm. but then also the person that played that. Like, yeah. are they iconic? Did they change like the way you see mm-hmm. characters and also like them? Um, so I think that is definitely like for for Julia Roberts, like. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's other roles that I, that's, are iconic, that's, but like she embodied that role. Yeah. And like Aaron Brockovich is badass, amazing woman. I don't understand how you don't like that film. It's so good. I <laughs> uh, haven't seen it in a while, so I should probably I give it a rewatch. I don't love Julia Roberts. How do people not like Julia Roberts? Like I don't understand when I meet someone that's like, oh, she's okay. I'm like, how is she just no, okay? No, no, no. She's she's, a, she's so cool. She's a very good actress. I just don't love some of her roles. I, I can agree with you. My best friend's wedding. She's a bitch in that film. I do not like her. <laughs> I do not like... Th- she's not likable. She's so selfish. Okay, yeah. I'll get off that. I could talk about that another time. Yeah. Well, it's weird because sometimes some actors and actresses have a role that you really don't like them in and it bleeds over into other things. Oh, yeah. That doesn't happen for me with her, but I know yeah. what I'm out. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it happens for a lot of people. So my number five is Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. She is eventually a full-time fbi agent but she is an fbi she's in like the academy i guess technically is what you would call it but um she's a super strong female character who deals with 
multiple serial killers and sociopaths and just is really strong when she deals with a lot of really messed up stuff around her. So that's my number five. Cool. My number four, my number four is Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice, Kira Knightley. Um, it's just kind of like Pride and Prejudice and um, what's the other one? Like movies like that, Jane Austen, Sense and Sensibility. I think that obviously like it was in a different time and, you know, women weren't really, you know, respected and couldn't like go out of their place. Yeah. But in that, that Keira Knightley was already a rising star, but that film was like her like breakthrough mm-hmm. lead and she just showed that she'll do anything for her family for like she'll marry for love and she doesn't care about the riches. It's a good film and it's a great female lead. You know, you mentioned Little Women on mm-hmm. that list, and that made me think of a female role that I probably should have gone on this list, and now I'm rethinking the... Lady Bird? Yeah, man. Lady Bird McPherson. She's great. She's not really a heroine, though. I guess she is. She's her a hero of her story. Damn. See, this is why I hate this, because something comes up, and then I'm like, am I going to rework my list? But I'm not going to. Okay. Give us our, your number four. My number four is Black Widow. She is an awesome action hero, another person who has been victimized by COVID because her movie should have been out months ago, and I'm pissed because that, when we were, when we, sidetrack, when we were in the theater for Tenet and we saw that trailer on the big screen, that movie looks like it's going to be so good, and... She all, I'm just so, I feel so bad for Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow, like, this franchise as a whole, because she got screwed. Yes. She number, she should have been the Marvel's first female, you know, yeah, title character. Yeah, before Captain Marvel, Before yes. Captain Marvel. It's also bullshit it took this long for them to do a Black Widow movie. Yeah. I mean, she has been a part of the Avengers, I mean, ugh, it, she deserves everything. Yes. And then COVID comes and... She already was been has been screwed, and now she's getting screwed again. Yeah, but she's my number four. Awesome action has a super deep backstory and past, like just really mysterious and uh, yeah, just awesome. Cool. My number three is Hermione Granger. She's smart. She's funny. <laughs> she is. She got bad hair. She got bad hair, but everyone also okay. She's a smart ass. Every single girl wanted to look like her in Goblet of Fire that in her like when they went to the dance. Oh yeah. Everyone wanted that dress and wanted God, we are almost it's almost October. We are almost in Harry Potter movie marathon season. I don't have cable anymore, so I can't do it. I'll just have to do it on HBO Max on my own. There is nothing like waking up on a crisp fifty degree day, throwing on Harry Potter like Chamber of Secrets because that'll take you to the end of Half Blood Prince by like 10 p.m. and just not moving from your couch. It is awesome. Okay, but what I want to say about <laughs> Sorry. Hermione is that she, I guess, like for people that are our age, like she was like a big, you know, a big deal for yeah. us. Like, you know, a lot of boys, wanted, but like she also made you th- think, like, okay, like being smart is. I mean, she's a smart ass and she's a know-it-all, but also no, being but smart is cool. No, but in a cool. bad way, yeah. Yeah, being smart is cool. And, yeah. 
She was the best wizard of that entire friend group. She was the best wizard. And she was a muggle. A mudblood. Muggle? Mudblood. Yeah, same thing. Mudblood's a slur. Yeah. Oh, shit, I said a slur on our well, podcast. Towards, <laughs> towards, towards muggles, it's a slur, yeah. I know, that's what I'm saying, is I just yeah. said a slur on our podcast. Yeah. Mm. Okay. My number three is Ripley from, or I, Ellen Ripley, technically, from the Alien franchise. I mean, you cannot talk about, like, badass females without talking about her. She's fantastic. The actress who plays her is, I'm blanking on, and she's one of the most famous actresses in the world. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'll remember this randomly coming up. I feel like, have you seen Alien? No. No? Oh, my God. So good. So good. Okay. Your turn. Okay. My number two. Is it two or three? No, yeah, two. Two. Number two is Mulan. Oh, Sigourney Weaver. That's who plays Sigourney her. Weaver, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, my number two Which is... Which Mulan? The animated one. Okay. She is very impactful on my life. My growing up. My <laughs> growing up. I wanted to be like Mulan and be strong and, um, and be as good as all the boys, be better than the boys, be a great warrior, and she's great. Yeah. Mulan did not make my list. I didn't Sorry. expect her to. Yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't really talk about this when we talked about the movie. I, Mulan, never, I don't really have a big attachment to it. I didn't watch it much as a as a young kid. I think I've only seen it two or three times in my life. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned that earlier. But Mulan's still a good pick. She's a very inspirational female character. She is. And I did like the live version of her, too. I did. I just, I think for my own specific yeah, top yeah. five, it's just... Yeah, she gets more characterization in the animated version. My number two, someone we already talked about, it's Hermione Granger. Uh, she's great. She is even better in the books, as most things with Harry Potter are. I you kind of wish that we didn't do just do um, movies, that we did like books and TV shows, because there's so many like great women from TV that I would have wanted to... Yeah, I think in hindsight we could have done that, but... You know, there's only so much room for, uh, I don't know, Pam, Pam Beasley. No, Pam Beasley is not <laughs> no. a great heroine. Are you serious? I, I'm no, I'm kidding. I was more so talking about, like, Mariska Hargitay as Olivia Benson. Yeah, every list we looked up was, like, Benson was, like, top ten. She's amazing. Yeah, she's great. She is so cool. Oh, my, man. Stay tuned next week when we do... Or, like, 11. I would have put 11 on there. Yeah, 11 rules. Except in season three, when she becomes a little more dependent. Like, I don't like when she dates as much. I like when Eleven's more, like, doing her own thing. Yeah, I mean, we could go into Stranger Things about how... I know that they're, like, teenagers, and, like, they're, like... But I was, like, okay, can we stop with all the love stuff? And, like, yeah, I don't the, need the love. The s- I don't need that. I don't care about you being angsty teens that, like... Ugh. Sorry. Very ADHD right now. But Stranger Things is going to be pushed back, like, an entire year... Which Absolutely. sucks because Not those okay. kids, those kids are just... They're just getting old. They're, they're going to be adults. And... It sucks. Free yeah. my boy Hopper from Russia or wherever the hell he is. Yeah. Oh, my guy. Uh, what was that? Your number two? That was my number two. My, oh, wait. I said Hermione was my number two. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I just had a complete brain cramp. Oh, also, there's a low-key thing with Hermione, too. Uh, because of, like, our age growing up, like, Emma Watson was, like, one of my first, like, like film crushes. Yeah. Emma Watson, like, like had a tremendous... Uh, glow up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, glow up. But, I mean, like, most of that cast did. Like, none of them really turned out, like, super, like, you know, horrid. But 
she like she, they like had to like ugly her down in the last couple of movies. <laughs> ugly her down. No, nah, that's not like the right way to phrase it, but like they had to make her look more plain than yeah. than she really was. But she is so naturally beautiful and she's smart and she is Emma Watson Didn't she is, go to Oxford? She, yeah, she got like her mat like she is a smart woman and she's a great role model. We almost did a list of things that we shouldn't remake. Yeah, uh, movies that should never be remade. And the Harry Potter series is very high on that list for me. You think they would really remake that? Yes, I think they will at some point. I think they 100% will. When? Like in like In like 30, 40 years. years. No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay, let me get my number one out, (laughs) mister. My number one should come as no surprise to anybody listening to this ever it's Katniss Everdeen because as I said last week when we talked about protagonists <laughs> she is the baddest ass <laughs> I don't know how to know she is okay she is amazing she is a hero that didn't want to be a hero she is resourceful she is loyal and I also think that Jennifer Lawrence was the best embodiment of that character. You know, one of my favorite... She has my... Those are my favorite books. And she does her justice even better than I could have ever imagined. Yes. And... Ah. Yeah. Katniss was not on my... Not... Uh, Katniss was not on my list. But someone else that is uh from a teen drama thing was... Just kidding. I was going to try and remember the name of the girl from Divergent, but I couldn't oh, do um, it. Shit. Ugh. God. But see, that... Okay, if we want to go into Divergent, I think Divergent, in the books, she was a better yeah. character. Yeah. And deve- well-developed. Yeah. But the movies... Uh, the movies sucked. Are, were sucked. bad. Sucked, sucked, sucked. And I did not like her as her... No. Whatever her uh, name is, I can't think right now. Ellen Page wasn't. No. No, no, shit. It's a girl from the Secret Life of American Teenager. I have no clue what that is. It's. Uh-huh. Oh my god. So while Anna looks this up, every week I try to have a joke in my top five, and it only pays off when I can remember names. Shailene Woodley. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why did I think Ellen Page? I have no clue. You're thinking X Men? Thinking of Juno? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Juno because she was on list. Even though Juno is not a great heroine, I like Juno though. Good movie. My number one though, and I said I was gonna explain why someone was on my honorable mention list. I didn't want to have two people from the same franchise. My number one's Princess Leia. Yeah, I knew that when you said yeah. that you wanted to get between her and yeah. Rey. Uh, Princess Leia was a literal. Well, not literal. I was going to say she's a queen, but she's not. She's a princess. She should be a queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was a leader of a rebellion against an empire. And then when the empire fell and the First Order, she was a leader of the resistance against that. She's just a really, really strong woman. She also had the force, as they said in The Force Awakens, which I don't fully agree with. But I, not the Force Awakens, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I agree with you too about that one. But Princess Leia, what like super strong female character? 
the her inclusion in Star Wars, with the exception of when she was Slave Leia, was like very ahead. It was very ahead of its time. Yeah, she was. The, yeah, besides Slave Leia for sure, but yeah. like uh, she was not just this um, muse or a like backup. Like she yeah. was, she was integral to the plot it, yes. of that. And I just anytime I think of iconic Star Wars characters, like Princess Leia is like in the top three, and she just was an awesome role model in an era where women didn't really have strong female characters on screen as much. So yeah, that's my number one. Cool. <laughs> I don't like my list. I don't know. It's a hard one. Okay, well, let us know what you think of our list and who your favorite heroine is. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. and uh, We don't know what movie we're doing yeah, yet. Yeah, look but it forward won't be, to, a new re- to a movie reveal coming up. It won't up. be a new movie, though. It'll be an old It'll be an old movie. Old movie. Maybe we'll do something on my bucket list. Yeah, or my bucket list. Or Do you even have a bucket list? Yeah. I have that movie poster, that that hundred movie thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we w- stay tuned. Look at our Twitter and Instagram. We'll announce what the episode will do. We'll give you a couple days to you know prepare for next episode. But thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, my ancestor sent a little lizard to help me. Hey. Dragon, dragon, not lizard. I don't do that tongue thing. You're, um... Intimidating? Awe-inspiring? Tiny. Of course. I'm travel size for your convenience. If I was my real size, your cow here would die of fright. <laughs> Down, Bessie. My powers are beyond your mortal imagination. For instance, my eyes can see straight through your armor. Oh! All right, that's it. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Make a note of this. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just nervous. I've never done this before. Then you're going to have to trust me. And don't you slap me no more. We clear on that? All right. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. Tricky, get the bags. Let's move it, heifer. (laughs) 